Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we have another phenomenal episode for you. We'll be going over the the uh, NCAA championship, the end of March Madness. We will be going over um, for timeout. We got a couple of things to talk about. We got football talk. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We have rank. We did male actors. Now we're doing female actresses. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. Look, take it from the uh, from the tippy top there. Low Budget presents Beer League. Okay, guys, welcome back. It is good to see everyone. It is sad that we're not in person, but it is good to see you. Johnny's uh, currently in a war zone. He's uh, he's reporting live from Kiev right now. His basement. Uh, <laughs> no, that's just my parents' unfinished basement. I don't, I don't know if that's a good joke to make right now. Oh, okay. too early, I'm, not man. Only, I'm not the only one that's ever made it. Everyone stands with Ukraine. They, yeah. A little joke. Um, all right. Well, since Johnny missed last week's episode, let's get caught up with him first. Johnny, how you doing? Um, I'm good. Just doing a lot of work. And like I was telling Beer, it's just it's been just shitty enough outside where I can't golf quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like all the every course I've been to, just the floor is way too hard or way too soft. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been busy with work. I've been taking like uh, classes over the weekend and on Wednesdays, so that's why I've been kind of busy. But uh, should lighten up for the next couple of months, so I'm excited to be back with you boys. That's good. That's cool. Anything else? No, that's all I got. All right, let's go Great. beer. What have you been up to? Did you smoke anything? Yeah, so I made a brisket this weekend. Um well, and I didn't make a brisket. No, I, I took the leftover brisket that I had from last weekend, and I made it into a chili, which was so sick. Ooh. It was so dope. Ooh. I had used Rotel tomatoes, the, like, hot ones, and it was, like, really spicy. It was really good. Um, so that's what I did on Saturday. That was, like, the highlight of my weekend. Went to a, a one-year-old birthday party for uh, our friend Nicole's one-year-old baby. So that was exciting. Oh, Nicole and Will. Yes. So that that was fun. Like yeah, other than that, like it was just it was kind of weird being at a at a birthday party like for a one year old, but like everyone is kind of like your age there, and it was like everyone's like taking pictures of babies instead of like you know, <laughs> drinking a lot. I don't think there wasn't there wasn't like any alcohol there, so it was just kind of like chill and relaxing. So it was fun. You've That's entered good. a new phase of life. I guess so. I guess we uh, we all are, huh? We all are. <laughs> We're not young anymore. It's basically hanging out with Nick. I feel like I get to see two years into the future. It's like whatever he's got going on. I'm like, oh, so we'll be doing that in two years. It's good. Speaking of Nick, Nick, how you been? I'm good. Uh, the future is very baby heavy. Kind of like what you were saying, Beer. <laughs> like the, there was a period of time where all my friends were getting married. And now they've all moved into the having babies phase of life. They did like marriage and like dog and like buy a house. And now it's all babies. So that's pretty much 
what you have to look forward to for the next few years. And once the once the the spark starts, it, they all start falling like dominoes, which is interesting. And then I also had to go through it with like the pandemic. So there's a lot of people like back and forth with it on the pandemic. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my weekend was good. Uh, went out to dinner on Friday. Had a total old person move though. Like made a dinner reservation for nine p.m. and went out and got drinks before it and ended up canceling the dinner reservation because there was no way that we were going to make it to 9 p.m. Because um, it was, it, it was like, yeah, it was like six and we're like drinking wine and we drank for like two hours. And we're like, are we really going to sit here and drink more wine and then go to another restaurant and drink more of it because we were going to an Italian restaurant? So we just decided to postpone the the reservation. So Total old person move, and and in place of it, this week we're going. How's the to, new apartment coming along? The new apartment's good. This this week, though, just to f- close out my story, we're going to dinner at five thirty instead of nine. So we've completely reversed it. So total old person move. Uh, the new apartment's nice. I'm getting uh, my office slash uh, the uh, podcasting room is a lot more set up now. Got some more stuff in this weekend, uh, like couch and TV and. Uh, some Bose speakers and stuff like that. So it's coming along. It's nice. Um, finally feeling like uh, feeling like home, which is good. And then other than that, there I was just go. hanging out with uh, some family uh, over the weekend, watched a little basketball. So um, yeah, it was a good weekend. I'm ready for ready for official spring to be here because it's not here yet. No um that's good uh my weekend was good in the last week i lost all sense of or self-control and bought four shoes that aren't cheap but they're like shoes that i've always wanted so i went a little crazy on that um i partook and am victorious in winning the lucky stuff sandwich challenge i did an eating challenge my first ever one uh last weekend it was three stuffed sandwiches from lucky's i went in there with such a head of steam i was like i'm gonna crush this the first sandwich boom down like four minutes so fast second one like six minutes was crushing it the last sandwich took me 25 minutes to finish every bite was like i wanted to throw up i hated it and so I didn't know this, but after you have to just sit there and prove that you can keep it down and not throw up. Oh, and I drank a lot of water because it was like a lot of bread and like really salty. So I was drinking a lot of water. So I just had to like pee. And so I'm sitting there and I like, I'm really full, but I have to pee so bad. I drink like four glasses of water and the guy's just like timing me. We're talking and I'm like doing everything in the book, not to pee myself. Um, but yeah, so I got my picture on the wall forever. Wow. That's so fun. You didn't just tell the guy, like, I'm not going to go throw up. I'm going to go pee. I tried so much. I was like, dude, if you just bring a bucket or a bottle over here, I'll use it. I was like. And he was like, I no. You stand in there with me. You can stand well, he's in like, there. He's, he's like, how do I know you're not going to just go there and throw up? And I was like. Come come into the bathroom. Yeah, come into the bathroom. Watch, <laughs> watch me pee. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can look at my dick. I don't care. I'll stand in front of the urinal. You won't see me throw up. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So yeah, so I beat it though. That was great. I had a, I brought a, I brought a, a pit crew though. 
uh, Steve was sitting across the table from me, and I was like, anytime I was struggling, he was like, what do you need, a napkin, water, do you need ketchup, you need like a sauce to help change the flavor. Um, so now I'm on the warpath where I need someone else to do it. I want to be on the other side of the table. I want to see someone do it. So maybe one of you guys. What's this place know. called? Lucky's Stuff Sandwiches in Wrigley. Okay. It's something that I've always wanted to do. The Man versus the Food, Adam Richmond did it. Oh. And I remember watching it as a kid and I was like, I could do that. And I did it, but it was hard. It was much, much, much harder than I thought. What was your preparation like? Did you eat anything beforehand? Did you starve yourself? Did you do a little workout? Like, yeah. What was what was the no? Prep so I didn't know this was happening. So we do bowling on Thursday nights, me and Rawls. So we went bowling. Um, we had a couple of drinks. Then we went to Lucky Strike, our favorite spot. We we're playing skee ball, and I was like, you know what? I found all these shoes. I've had a lot of good things going. And he's like, what else? He's like, what else have you always done? Let's see if we can continue the winning streak. And I was like, I've always wanted to try the stuffed sandwich challenge. And he's like. Before I can know it, he was like behind me, giving me like a shoulder rub, and he's like, "You could do it, champ." He's like, "I believe in you." <laughs> and so we just walked in there, and I sat down, and I was like, "I want to do the sandwich challenge." And the guy's like, "Okay, let me just go get everything." And he like came out, and he's got the timer. He's like, "What do you want?" And one corned beef, one pastrami, and one uh, capicola. Um, it was good to mix it up a little bit, but it was it was tough, but. It, Anyone that else that wants to try it, I want to see it. So now my picture is on the wall. I have my two thumbs up in the photo. Nick, we'll go see it uh, on the Cubs game. We'll walk in there. Show you the photo. Okay. I'm in uh, for that. Lucky. Yeah, so what was the place called? Lucky's. It's on. Uh, it's on. Oh, Clark. you've been there? It's like right down the field Clark. from. It's right down the street from Wrigley. Yeah, I've definitely it seen. Yeah, I've definitely seen the man vs. food sign out there before, yeah. and walked by it mm -hmm. and been like, "Huh, I wonder what it is." Now I know. I tried to do an eating challenge one time. Oh gosh, I was in my youth. I was probably twenty three at the time. I'd been drinking most of the day, and there was a bar that used to be in Lincoln Park. I forget the name of it exactly, but they had a burger that was. Uh, like something like eight patties, like an eight patty tall burger. And I was like, I'm going to try and do that because uh, I'd been drinking for a while. And I got like halfway through it, three-fourths away through it, something like that. So like I did decent. And then I was just like, oh, this isn't good. I immediately went outside and puked it all up like around the corner in the alley and then just went back to drinking. It was like it like sat in my stomach for a little bit and then was out. So I had like no drinking base the rest of the evening, too. So mm -hmm. that was good. Dude, I was full for like three days. I'm not joking. I was so full. Um, it was very delicious, though. Um, but yeah, so I'm retired as a competitive eater. I'm going to end <laughs> at a perfect record. One and oh. Can't be stopped, undefeated. Put me in the Hall of Fame. Um, all right, let's head over to let's do um, let's let's end our sports with a championship game. So let's start off with I don't know if you guys knew this, but there is new rules for overtime in football for playoffs. 
Oh. So I wanted I wanted Johnny to be here when we talked about it. That's why I saved it. That's why I saved it out of uh, last week's episode. So here's the rules. So I'll read you the rules, and then we can discuss. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. So the new playoff overtime rules. So once again, only for playoffs. Both teams will have the opportunity to possess the ball in overtime. I feel like that's something that had to be changed. Um, if the score is tied after each team has the possessed the ball, the next score wins. If the team kicking off to start the overtime period scores a safety on the receiving team's initial possession, that team who kicked off is the winner. I feel like they said that last part the most confusing way possible. Basically, if, if you get a safe, you, if you force a safety and on their opening, then it's a, then you win. Then you win. So that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. cool. That's pretty cool. It's like the t- uh, like the part of your team that carried you to the playoffs or the championship or whatever is your defense. But that those only apply to playoffs, right? Yeah, so it's only playoffs. So during the regular season, it's the same stuff can end in a tie and everything. So basically, it, it gives it gives each team a legit possession, no matter the touchdown, no matter what. And then there's no matter a, what what you flip, basically. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then so you'll have a guaranteed possession, and then there's an added you force a safety on an opening drive. It's also a win for you. So okay, that's interesting. Let's be honest. How often is that going to happen? Never. Yeah. So then. So, I don't know. It might happen. Who knows? Yeah. I guess never say never. So then to like work out a scenario, if the initial team gets the ball, scores a touchdown, the other team gets the ball on a kickoff and has to score a touchdown. And if they don't, the game's over. Is that it? Yeah. And then if they score a touchdown, the other team gets the ball. And if they score a touchdown, it's just game over. Is a kickoff for the for the team who gets the ball first too, or is it just a kickoff if the first team scores a touchdown? No, it's a kickoff both ways. Yeah, but here is my only concern about this. I might, I might be wrong, but my thinking is: wouldn't you want to be the team that goes second now? Because here is my thought. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll explain it. So, like, my thought process is you're going to want to go second because if you kick off the ball, they go down and score a touchdown, you now know that you have an extra down pretty much because you know you got to go for it on four. And you have to score a touchdown with if you go first, you could, you know, punt the ball possibly or, you know, kick a field goal. It's like the second thing you know what you have to do. So I think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing the coin flip, the winner defers – Excuse me so, to going second, so they can get the the killing the killing blow, I guess. So yeah. if they they go down the field, they kick a field goal, or even if they score a touchdown, you could go down and score and get a two point conversion and win the game. Like that's like that sounds fun. So it kind of gives the ownership to the. I think a big thing is the fourth down because, like, say you're like third and two or third and four, like you could run it and try to get three yards and then be like, all right, well, we know we have to go for it on fourth anyway. So. Yeah. Are they like, what? Sorry. I forget all the rules that you just said, but uh, if they both score a touchdown, sorry, dog's barking. If they both score a touchdown, the game keeps going. Yeah. And so just go back to whoever got the football first. And then if they score any points, they win. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to kind of like the issue with before the, they made the change. Like it's still pretty one-sided at that point, especially that first team that scored, scores again. And can that be like a, a field goal? I, but yeah, so it can, but I'm just surprised that they took a year to come up with this new rule. And this is all that they came up with. Doesn't it seem like almost a little lazy? They could have done more. This is like halfway through. And I get it. I think if they kind of went halfway into it, kind of test it, and then continue to make like adjustments later on. Because if you're going to completely redo the whole playoff scenario, that's going to ruffle a lot of feathers no matter what, any small team. So I think they're probably taking this incrementally. And it's, it's still a good first step because Again, you get both teams to get a chance to score. But after that first round, I feel like we kind of revert to that one-sidedness. Yeah, and then it just oh. goes back to old overtime rules, which is crazy. Exactly. So, so like, for example, like that, the Bills game uh, when Josh Allen played just an incredible game and then they just ended up losing. Who was that? Was that against Kansas City, I want to say? Yeah, the Chiefs in the playoffs. Right, so... That, like that's the prime example of like have they gotten another chance to to both go at it, get another touchdown, but if they both did that, once again, I, I doubt Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have scored another touchdown or at least getting them in, in field goal position. Mm-hmm. To be in the same exact scenario where the Bills don't get to respond. So Well, I like yeah. that it just it's so pointless because if you both score a touchdown, then it just goes back to old overtime rules, which is what everyone was complaining about. So they didn't even, like, fix it to where it's good enough. They were just like, okay, you both can touch the ball, but if you both do well, then we're going to give the person who gets the ball first the huge advantage. Right. It's weird because it's like, it will, it'll probably, the same problems will probably emerge and we'll see it happen. It'll take, like, a year or two, and then they'll address it again. I think the solution is just that, that what Bill Belichick wanted was that just 10-minute overtime. Just add 10 minutes, and whoever is the winning, who's ever winning at the end of 10 minutes is the winner. And it just treat it like a basketball overtime, like that type of I thing. I like that. So it's just like, That'd you know, awesome. add, add 10 minutes. That's just, a, and then if it's the playoffs. So if they're tied again, keep going. Add another 10 minutes, add another 10 minutes until someone wins. That's, I mean, like, that way you don't have these weird games where you're trying to get a, the possession to be the kill shot. It's more of a, hey, well, you're going to be playing like that at the end of the game, but that's how you play at the end of the game anyway. You try to control the clock. You That's how it normally happens, but you'd have a whole quarter to basically play that. So I think- so I forgot, I forgot who said this, but it was after the 10-minute overtime. If it's still tied, you go to a kickoff where it's like you bring in different players and you have to kick certain field goals at like a penalty shootout. <laughs> I like that. I would love America to see like, like, I'd love <laughs> to see like the kicker doing it and they just do like PAT, PAT, PAT or like a 40 yard or whatever. And you're bringing out like, like, uh, I don't know, like Tyreek Hill comes out, Mr. Short Legs himself. <laughs> and they're like, hi, Tyreek. Awesome. <laughs> put this to the uprights. And he's like, I don't know, coach. And they're like, ah, go out there, kid. I think that would be interesting. Nope. That would be something more for the um, regular season that I would like than the postseason. But 
No, but I think what you said makes the most sense for sure. But the only problem is that obviously, like, I don't know why. I mean, it makes sense why they're only making these rule changes in the playoffs. Um, it's it's a business decision because they can't do any of this in the regular season because mm-hmm. games end strictly at three fifteen, three twenty five. There's there's no time for an extra quarter. So I think whatever they're trying right now in the playoffs, they might try to incorporate it into the regular season because I mean that extra 10 minutes could be the difference between making the playoffs or not making the playoffs with that little bit of extra time. Yeah. The thing that I was just thinking about too, Joe, you had mentioned earlier, maybe it's better to go second because then you can get the killing blow. Now I think it might be better to go first. You do something like, okay, we're going to go first. We're going to try our hardest to at least get a field goal. If we get a field goal, we feel really good about our chances because then all you have to do is hold the other team to out of the end zone. If you hold the other team out of the end zone, either keep them from getting a field goal, you win, or hold them to a field goal, you get the ball back, and then all you got to do is get another field goal. So mm-hmm. what's what's going to be easier? Um, going second and potentially getting the killing blow, which could be a field goal, could be a touchdown, could be a touchdown and a two-point conversion or getting two field goals um, in succession and holding the other team to, to a field goal uh, maximum. I don't know. That's a really good point. I think that'd be... No, yeah. That makes it work because it makes the defense get incorporated on either side mm-hmm. that much more. Like, you get to choose either your offense or your defense a little bit more. I can't stop thinking that there's no way any game goes to overtime in the playoffs now. They're going to make this change and not a single game goes to overtime. <laughs> it's just going to be like everyone's going to be debating it the whole year because like if it happens during the regular season, you're like, see, maybe we should just do the playoff rules and the playoffs are going to come around. It's going to be like no playoffs or no overtime whatsoever. All right, so I think we got a good grasp. I think we might need to revisit this. So – these are the things now, but they have uh, two months to amend them. So if there's any amendments, obviously we'll revisit this. Or maybe we'll take a, day, a week to sleep on it and bring it up next week to see if we have any better solutions or if we like it. But let's move on to uh, congratulations, Kansas, the winner of March Madness. Um, I feel a little bad for this game. So I watched the game last night. The game was absolutely phenomenal. UNC... Uh, up 15 at half. Kansas is such a strong comeback. Uh, Kansas started off 31 and 10 in the uh, second half. Took the lead. They were they they were losing it at the end, and they kept winning it back. But to me, the game that really overshadowed this game was Duke UNC. Coach K's last game to me was like the championship. I've never been excited for a non-championship game that had neither of my teams in it more than that game. Like I sat there, watched it, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe going, what's going on. I personally don't like Duke. I don't have, like, a deep hatred like a lot of people do. I'm just not a big fan. Uh, we joked – I know beer wasn't there, but we joked when we made the bracket about that this was just going to murder Coach K's career, and it happened. We didn't have the right round. But it happened in a better – we said it would be really funny to lose to Notre Dame. They lost to UNC the first time they ever played them in the Final Four. That is somehow better. So, <laughs> like, the championship game is great, but, like, I 
when we were like the game got over last night. We're like, dude, but how sick was that UNC Duke game? So it's like <laughs> UNC kind of won their own championship. They beat Coach K at his last home game, and then they beat him in his last game ever. Done. That's the ultimate championship. Yeah. It's an interesting fall for Coach K. I don't know. There's been a lot of weird things where he's like making excuses for losses and like it doesn't seem very helpful to his legacy, you know. So it's weird to see the the fall right now and it's like, damn. Like he you know, he was the coach of our, our Olympic team for like ever. It's kinda weird mm. to see him like like this now. So I feel like everyone's cool. Yeah, I feel like it happened in like the last five years too. Like he yeah. had like cemented his legacy so well. And then in like, yeah, the last four or five years, I don't know if maybe he's just getting really old and like, you know, ESPN and all these other pundits are like talking in his ear, like you're the greatest of all time and like getting him, you know, like boosting up his ego a little bit or something like that. But he just seems, I don't know, a little bit more ego driven at least this year than he had been previously, um, which is weird. At the press conference, he, he straight up called out the kid for missing the free throws. Damn. Like when they were like, Whoa. so what was like the thing that lost when he was like, he could have just said, you know, like maybe it was on me, which is what you should say. Cause they're just kids. Um, Cause it's, it's pretty crazy. Like when you're in college, you're like, wow, I can't believe these guys are my age. Every single person in the tournament was younger than us, which is crazy. Uh, but like when he was like, yeah, you know, you got to make your free throws. And it's like, wow, that's the last thing you're going to say. Like, uh, and a crazy part is, so he took a timeout. He took their last timeout to argue with the refs. They could have used that timeout at the end of the game. I mean, yeah, you got to make your free throws, but like burning your timeouts too early, you know, uh, North Carolina ended with three timeouts that game. Hmm. I don't know what's going on with coach K, but like, Obviously, his his legacy is not tarnished. It's not like it's gone, but it's it's bruised. It's bruised a little bit. Like it's not a good look in your sole season of having a comeback tour, having the last dance, uh, constantly saying, "I like what he said." He's like, "I don't know why people are always taking photos of me. I just want it to be about the kids." Be like, "You're the guy that came back and made a huge announcement that you're doing one last dance." So. Yeah, and like, when you do that kind of stuff, that surprised me. You got to protect your team. You like your team. You don't announce any or single out any players. You don't even do that in professional basketball. You basically get you hear from the media and the fans if you call out any one single player. So yeah, might be a little tainted. I think the worst part is they didn't shake hands after the game. That's a terrible look. How do you just get up and leave the? T- how do you get up and leave the court? Not shake that's hands in the bad. last game. That's a bad look. That's a bad look. Do you not agree, Beer? I think that's I, a bad look. I think it's a bad. No, I agree. I just shake my head that he, they did that. So it's just like it's your last it's game. Just, you shake hands. <laughs> it's just so weird. It's like that was his whole thing is like being a good person, sportsmanship, being a good competitor, and like doing it the right way. And then they do this, and it's just it's like what. Like, I don't know. You're right. It is bruised. It's not tarnished. But, yeah, it's not tarnished. But it, it, no. there's there's little, you know, there's little spots now where you're like, mm. uh, I I was an idiot. When they were walking off the court, I, like, for some reason, I was like, oh, they're just getting a better angle to get on the court to shake hands, which is never how a handshake line has ever gone. <laughs> it's always just by the things. 
And then when he was he was holding his wife's hand walking through the tunnel, he asked someone to Photoshop uh, a sunset, them walking into the sunset. And then I'm like, dude, for someone that says you, this is not about yourself and these are about the kids, I've never heard someone like ask for a Photoshop, not shake hands, blame it on a kid who's a freshman, freaking 18 years old. Like, yeah, poor kid. <laughs> you got to take some responsibility. And yeah. then they asked them. They're like, well, do you think not having any timeouts bites you? And he's like, well, if I knew the game would have went like that, I would have saved my timeouts. And you're like, That's, <laughs> oh, you're the coach, up. though. He said you're that. The coach. Oh, you're, man. Yeah, you're supposed to, like, you're supposed to, like, you know, you're supposed, like, yeah, yeah. you're supposed to be, like, a couple steps ahead. That's you, bad. Like, you never want to end a and, and let's be honest, he's not just a coach. He is what some consider the greatest college coach of all time. If the greatest kind of coach of all time, yeah. If he's the person saying like, "Well, if I knew the game was going to go down that close," yeah, obviously hindsight, my guy. But like, you're supposed to know that. Yeah, that's that's literally your job, and that's what makes you the best coach of all time. I I I completely forgot about the whole that he he made the announcement at the end of last season that this season was going to be his last one. I completely forgot about that, and it's just like Mm -hmm. I mean, it just points to what we've already said. Like I don't. I really want to be able to like pinpoint down a little bit closer of when this, I mean, obviously it's probably a gradual transformation, but like, was there a a point where it was just like coach K the coach kind of left and coach K the uh, I'm the star of the show kind of came about. Cause I I just, I don't feel like it was always like this, but announcing your last season and going on a victory tour that ends with losing to your rival at the end of the regular season and in the final four is kind of funny. And you can't, you can't forget that halfway during the season, he said that uh, coach K Knight is going to be on the last home game, which for a sports fan, you know that the last home game is always senior night. So the seniors on this team didn't have a senior night. Uh, he also on that night after the loss, he told the fans to shut up. Uh, there's interviews where Panchero comes up to him and was like, Hey, this is the goat right here. And he turns around and just goes, shut up and go back to your seat. <laughs> like, but you got to remember, he doesn't want it to be about him. It's all about the kids. He is a very selfless man. I, I think, I think this year, I agree with what you're saying, Nick. I think this has been years in the making, but this year it was like someone that just put in their two weeks and then when they're like, your boss asked you to take on a new project and you're like, I'll, I guess I'll do it, but like I ain't gonna do it. Do it, like he right. yelling at people, making ridiculous excuses. Um, also, blaming the refs. It's Duke. Duke gets like every call in the world. So them blaming the refs is like one of the funniest things. Yeah. Um. But Eddie, okay, we're we're no more Duke. I'm sorry. Hold on. I just one one final know. thing. I just googled Coach K. The current trending uh, headline, Jay Williams thinks there's a possibility that Coach K returns to Duke next season. That's what we said. We said if he loses in horrific fashion that he would come back. If you if you come back after a year of <laughs> uh, a final farewell tour, and you gotta remember that they signed the new coach and they they like promised him he only had to wait a year. Could you imagine if Coach K is like, I'm not done? Unbelievable. That would be hilarious. I could I could totally see him coming back. I could one hundred percent see him coming back. 
and then he it's loses really again awesome. senior night and yeah the tournament <laughs> he's not on a good trend so that probably wouldn't be the best idea but it sounds like he's in the headspace where he would definitely do that it's going to be like Tom Brady. He's going to be like in Hawaii with his family. Because you got to remember, he said that he needed to quit because he needs to spend more time with his family. Um, his grandson actually plays on Duke. He's 20 years old. Uh, his youngest kid is 35. So, you know, you got to spend some time with your kids. Yeah, you know, he... these are the these are the most informative <laughs> years of their lives. You really got to be there for them. Uh, You're shaping their future. Nurture. You know, you really mm-hmm. got to make them into the man that you want them to be, men and women. Um, he's 75 years old. He is 75. Every single one of his kids, he has grandkids. You know how nuts that is to be like, I gotta, I gotta step back to spend time with my kids. Like, I'm sorry, but you had, they're 40. Yeah. You you already kind of missed out on their, on their lives. I feel like he's pulling a page out of, uh, uh yeah. urban meyer's book you know like urban yeah. meyer used to always say that i spent time with my family it's like your family's grown and you just yeah. you just lost in horrible fashion or had some horrible scandal come out and now you're saying that you're gonna spend time with your family like okay whatever what if man. coach urban meyer he goes coaches professional then he stays in he's from chicago so like he stays in chicago after and then a video comes out of him dancing with a co-ed at a bar because he had to stay back and hang out with his grandkids. Because nothing's better and shows you more of a family man than Urban Meyer saying that he's got to spend time with his grandkids and then touching a girl at a bar. It's wonderful. Yeah. What a good leader of men. Mm-hmm. Family man. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that he got fired. I can't believe it. Crazy. Have you uh, heard all the crazy stuff? That is coming out about Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, like Jaguars. he didn't know who uh, Aaron Donald was? Are you kidding me? I've, I have a feeling that that was a joke. It had to be a joke, right? It had to be like a bad joke where he was, he was like making that joke to Vic Fangio where he was like, it's like playing Alabama every week, right? It's like a bad joke. But like, he was like, who's that number 99 guy? Here we have to be worried about him. I'm like, that has to be a joke. Like, it has to be. It can't be real. And apparently it was real. I, no way. So a guy getting caught dancing with a blonde co-ed at a bar. I, I don't think he is a joking guy. And I I just, like that was yeah. And I just don't think that like, if you're traditionally a college coach, I don't think you worry about specific players because the teams you're playing every year, some of them are consistent, but there's a lot of turn turnover. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, the players are somewhat inconsistent and everything like that. It's not like the pros where like there's guys that are, in places for long-term contracts. Okay, so Urban, Donald, okay, I, I would agree, but Aaron, uh, but Meyer basically said when he got hired that he had just concluded uh, a year-long investigation of the NFL, identifying the strengths and weaknesses of each team. He said oh, that during yeah. the interview or the, during the press conference. Like this dude <laughs> is just bullshitting. He thought he could like ride, he could ride Trevor Lawrence's coattails, and then realize, holy crap, the NFL is actually hard. And then like. <laughs> Now he's gone. And then he was like... Just bullshit his way after that. Yeah, he like made apparently made a, a player cry at one point. There was like a, a... He like berated a player so bad he started crying. And then like when he left the room, all the other players like made him feel better. And then like was call, saying that they he like... He the kicker. He, say, he said that uh, if, if they weren't playing 
on this team, if you cut him, they would be working at McDonald's. He would say stuff like that to them. And then, like, he's like, you can't say that to professional players. Maybe I was like, what were you saying to college players? That type of stuff. <laughs> like, like, oh, my gosh. And, like, then you just – it's just kind of like – if you want to talk about someone who's tarnished their legacy, Urban Meyer has completely destroyed his in a period mm-hmm. of, like, two years. He also faked a heart attack. That was pretty bad. Yeah. At Ohio State. Um, faked a heart heart attack right. to cover up a a scandal wherein he was covering up his assistant coach committing domestic violence allegedly. I think Is that how it went. Anyways, good. Yeah, it's <laughs> good, good. it's mind blowing. Good stuff. It's mind blowing that he's fired. I can't <laughs> believe it. Um. Oh, one last thing about NFL talk. Uh. So uh, right after we finished the podcast last week, Andy Reid has stepped down as the Bucks coach and is now going to the front office. No, Dan Quinn. Wait, that? no, not Dan Quinn. What's his name? Bruce Arians? Bruce, Bruce Arians. Arians. Bruce Arians. What did I say? Andy, Andy, Reed. Andy Reed. Yeah, Bruce Arians. Sorry. Yeah, Bruce Arians. <laughs> You're just confusing fat uh, NFL head coaches. Fat NFL coaches. <laughs> they look similar. Bruce Arians, you know I- like, it's so funny he did that because – he wasn't going to do it when Tom Brady was gone, but now that Tom Brady's back, he's like, ah, I can, I can take a step back now. And it's like, okay, fine. Like I, I see it, but you know, I'm sure that was his one goal was to win a Super Bowl. And now that it's done, like, you know, he wants to start taking setbacks and, you know, support the team. But apparently mm-hmm. he was telling them at practice, like, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to cuss you out if you, if you screw up. So mm-hmm. like he'll be around, but Todd Bowles is a good coach, so that he should have grown since the Jets days. So. Yeah. Um, all right, let's head over to timeout. So timeout. Where? On the podcast. Oh. Okay, so the first one I've got to talk about is Will Smith has re-entered the chat. He uh, he gave a full-fledged apology, um, and it was the closest thing to sorry, not sorry, I've ever heard in my life. He said, first off, I'd like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. That's not the man I am. And then it was like really nice. And at the end, he's like, but comedians got to understand that their words have consequences. And, you know, I don't want violence to happen. I don't think violence should ever happen. Uh, You shouldn't do violence. And it's like, dude, you just smacked Chris Rock on live TV. And you're telling us that violence isn't the answer and you're sorry, but it's his fault. I love the reverse victim blame. The I'm sorry for you. It's, it's like the 1950s housewife. Like the, why did you make me do this to you, baby? Like, why do you make me hurt you? Like that was insane. I, I think we talked about in this podcast that anytime a celebrity does an apology, it never goes well. It has never once gone well. What what's with the recent trend too of not just celebrities? I feel like other people too. I guess mainly it's celebrities or people in the limelight. They 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 go with the that's not the kind of person that I am as like a mm-hmm. defense or reasoning or something like that. It's like like when people get caught with like racist tweets and they're like, I'm not racist. That's not who I am. It's like, well, here's a bunch of evidence that says otherwise. And Will Smith's out there. Like, I'm not a violent guy is like, you, you just committed violence in front of all these people. So. Yeah. 
like if you do that in front of twenty thousand people and millions watching around the world, that is a great one. Yeah, that is a great thing to say. Like that's not the person I am. It's like, dude, if that's what you show on camera, or uh, who who is the actress that was saying racist stuff, but that she was like, nah, it's just the ambient. The ambient makes me racist. Roseanne. Roseanne Barr. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, where it's like, I'm not a racist person. I don't have a racist bone in the body. You'd be like, yeah, I don't know. You just said a lot of racist things. She's like, no, I was just on a sleeping pill. And you're like, I don't think that's a side effect. It's like, uh, and there's a drive into, what was it? I think of myself as a man of faith as there's a drive into left field by, and that's a four run <laughs> ball game by Castellanos. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you just you just said some uh, some really bad stuff. I don't think you can just turn around and just say you can't. You you didn't, but okay. <laughs> I like that's not who I am. Who you just, did it? You, I don't you know. Just did it moments ago. <laughs> I don't know. Moments ago on camera for everyone mm-hmm. to see. Um. All right. So Will Smith, the apologies. These celebrity apologies are they're ridiculous. Um. What is the next one I had for timeout? Um, I just had it right here. Oh, I wanted to get Johnny's take on this. Is Johnny here? Yes, he is. Uh, Johnny, so this is the two that we went over last week. I want to get your opinion on. So Mike Tyson, uh, he owns a weed company. Uh, his company is releasing ear-shaped edibles, and they're called Mike Tyson Bites. Wow, he's really uh, steering into the skid there, huh? I respect it. I like it. <laughs> it's very on brand. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's about the most what? on brand Mike Tyson thing in the world. I don't know if it could work for really anybody else in the world. What are they called? Ear bites? Mike Tyson bites. So it's literally Mike Tyson's bites. I mean, yeah. Just like Eric said, it's very on brand. If he could li- uh, fill in like a lisp in there, anywhere in there, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Eel <laughs> bite. <laughs> if you make people pronounce that while they're reading the packaging, they will buy it 100%. Mm. No, that's very interesting. Is it like a limited time offer or is just he's just started a goddamn weed company? Uh, so he's been like a parcel owner in one. And now they're doing more like Mike, like one of the strains is called like knockout stuff like that. Um, But I like the ear shaped ones. I find it so funny. Um, He literally bit off a person's ear and now he's going to make money (laughs) off it. So that's just great. Um, He's an entrepreneur, you know, that takes a lot of business savvy to, to be able Mm -hmm. to put two and two together. He's he's very aware of his brand. Mm. Oh, speaking of crazy people. Did you guys see O.J. Simpson's reaction to Will Smith smacking Chris Rock? What was it? Um, he talked about how violence is never the answer. It's, uh, you know you messed up, Will, when a serial killer, a murderer, we won't call him a serial killer, a murderer is being like, you got to take a joke. The man killed two people. If that's not a good look when the serial killer is like, not a good look, Will. Not a good look. And they're like, what do you mean, not a good look? You wrote a book called If I Did It, and then you said you won't go to California 
because you're worried that you're going to run into the real murderer. <laughs> Losing the moral yeah. high ground to an alleged murder. Wow. Oh, yes, alleged. Sorry. He didn't Forgot get about convicted. That. So, yeah, the glove didn't fit. It's not like he was sque- he was widening his hand as big as he possibly could to make it not fit, but I forgot about that. Um, a sad one is, I'm very sad about this, is Kanye West has withdrawn uh, from performing at Coachella. That really bums me out. I was really looking forward to that. You're upset, but Chico. are you surprised at all? I'm a little surprised because they were allowing him to do Sunday service and he's done that there before. And that's like his contract negotiation is that if he did Sunday service, then he would perform. And they said it's mental health issues. I don't know. Well, so well he got replace him. He got uninvited from like the Grammys, right? Because of like his online behavior. As they yeah, stated it, the quote unquote. Video about chopping Pete Davidson's head off was not a good look. Oh, it was about that directly. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah it wasn't a good look. Did you have, really know uh, that tickets for t- Coachella this year? Yeah, I leave next Wednesday. So say that's coming up quick. Yeah, so uh, we'll see who. They Any ideas who's filling in for him? No, because Coachella hasn't even announced it that it's canceled yet. But mm. like every other news source is, so we'll see. I'm hoping that it's not. Uh, when I was supposed to see Beyonce, she canceled, and Lady Gaga came in there and did a she went on a 45 to an hour rant about trump which i think it's fine you have stage time you get to say whatever you want but it was 1 30 in the morning <laughs> i was a little tired the rant was going a little long i remember like 20 minutes in i was like okay she's got to be done soon right and then like the 40 minute mark came on i was like oh god and then it ended like 45 to an hour and then she goes okay i'm gonna play dance and i was like yeah i love that song queens of pop baby let's go and then she brought out an acoustic guitar and played it acoustically i was like oh, <laughs> i'm her bed like, come on and then she did poker face acoustically and i'm like dude no my body clock is 5 a.m i'm exhausted i don't need strings to keep me up like i needed to go like i I believe that everyone should be able to rant. I think it should be like 10 minutes. Tops. Yeah. It's one of those things you got to pay for it. Yeah. That's not what you paid for. You got to find the balance between like, Hey, I want to get my message out and talk about this important issue. Cause I have a platform and everything. And also like put on a good show for my fans and everything. Like I want to keep this platform hours set. Yeah. Just ripping on Trump. That's and too it's much. like, Dude, there was like real anti-Trump supporters in that crowd. They were like, "I hate him too, but play a song." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and and I hate to say it, but it's like we were at a music festival. Like, it got really political. Everyone is just like, "Dude, we're at a music festival. We want to get away from the BS." Like, can you just play a song? And then when she pulled out the acoustic guitar for Just Dance, a little piece of me died that day because I was like, "Oh, this so this is gonna be bad." So I'm hoping they don't do something like that. Because Lady Gaga already tossed her hat in the ring, and I was like, please don't do it again. I can't do it. Um, okay, did I have anything else? If they replaced no, is- Kanye with uh, Pete Davidson, that would set the world on fire. <laughs> Pete Davidson <laughs> performing Kanye songs. <laughs> oh that would be whack. 
<laughs> that would that, that news would travel around the world, kind of like the slap heard around the world with Will. So, so okay, I'm looking at it now. So the big thing that a lot of people are thinking are going to happen is that they're just going to add a set of Swedish House Mafia. So Swedish Mafia or Swedish House Mafia will just do two sets. I would like them to add someone. I'm seeing a headline that says they're considering either the weekend or the Red Hot Chili Peppers, both of which uh, I think would be good. Uh, no, I'm I would love I'm them both too much. I would love either of those. That'd be awesome. Uh, seen them too. You much. have seen Red Hot Chili Peppers a million times. They just came out with a new album, and they've got John Frusciani back in the band for the first time in 15 years. Like those are that's worth that's a show worth seeing. You're lying. That new album is not good. You know it's not. I listened to it while I was working the other day, and I I enjoyed what I heard. <laughs> like, did you just enjoy I'll having Red Hot Chili Peppers back making new music, or did you like the music? I mean, I I liked the music. I liked both both okay. parts of it. I liked the music. I wasn't listening. I would say super intently, and I've only listened to like most of it once through. So. Except for whatever the first single was, but yeah. So uh, I'll wait and see. I mean, I'm just hoping it's someone good. I'm going to go see him no matter what. I really hope Adesa takes a spot, but I don't see that happening because they have a show the same day. But whatever. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, so let's go to the ring. So last week, uh, because of the grand, or because of the Oscars and the slap heard around the world, we did best actors, and now it is best actresses. We're going to do a rank again, or I'm sorry, a draft again. Uh, this week is going to go beer, Johnny, Nick, myself. So beer, start us off. Oh, so it's a draft. Okay. Um, cool. Number one, first pick overall. We're going to go with, um, we're going to go with Zoe Deschanel from New Girl. I think it's, I think she's wow. hilarious. Ooh, um, okay. The number I, one I'm a pick. Big, I, I mean, like there's a lot of great actresses out there. Um, but if I'm filling out my team, Zoe Deschanel needs to be on it. You know, I go for my players, not for, you know, <laughs> what other people consider to be the number one overall pick. So that makes wow. sense. No, she's a good fit for your system. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's a good, see, that's a smart GM move. That's a smart GM move. I respect that. Johnny. Uh, my first pick, I'm going to go Uma Thurman. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I need more aggressive on-screen action, and she gets the job done every time. Old reliable. Those uh, <laughs> Kill Bill, my God. I've rewatched and rewatched, and it's still pretty, pretty gut-wrenching sometimes. But she does great work. Dude, in part one, one, when she when she slices the girl's head off, but it's like the brain shut off. Oh. She's a great actor. She's a great That's actor great. and everything. Very good. Or actress, sorry. Okay. Thespian. Uh, That's what they're called. Thespians, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of this is in Old English. Uh, my number one overall pick, number one pick for the first round, is going to be Kate Winslet. Um, oh, that's great. She, she's been great. killing it for so long. Um, she was obviously got her big break eh, into the mainstream in Titanic at a young age, and she's just been killing it ever since. Um, yeah, just phenomenal actress. All right, that was going to be my pick. I That's why I did it. I knew guy, you were going to. I, sh- I should have put the older guy behind me. I, I messed up. 
All right, so I'm going to just go with my second pick. So my first pick now is going to be Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, she is obviously very attractive, but the reigns that she has showed with Harley Quinn, Wolf of Wall Street, and all of these new uh, new projects. She did a movie with Will Smith uh, where she was a robber. She's showing off a lot of range. Itani was really good. She is super, super talented. And I remember the first time I heard her speak in an Australian accent, I thought that she was doing an Australian accent just that well. I didn't know she was from Australia. Um, my number two then, or yeah, no, this is still my number two. My number two pick is going to be Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner has been a part of my childhood and to my adults. She's been an actress my whole life. Uh, she has played good movies. She's in a lot of horror movies, which I respect. She was just in this newest movie I watched called The Adam Project with Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, she does. Uh, she's just really good. Really, really good. And she's the Capital One girl. What's in your wallet? That's right. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, okay. Uh, who am I going to go with? Who am I going to go with? Um, okay, for my number two, because I think somebody might take me, might take her. I'm going to go with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, love her in Seinfeld, one of my favorite shows of all time, if not my favorite show of all time. And I think Veep is continually underrated as being a hilarious show that she is great in. I like it. I like it a lot. Who's up next? All right, number two, I'm going to go with Scarlett Johansson because she doesn't even have to be on screen for her to just kill it in the movie. For example, her, they just used her voice. She did not show her face on the screen at all, and mm-hmm. I think it won, it won a few awards back in tw- uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jojo Rabbit, incredible. Mm-hmm. Also, one of my favorite movies Great of all flick. time. Oh yeah, big time. And uh, obviously, just all the uh, Marvel movies she's in. Finally, getting her own movie with Black Widow last year, so she makes the list. I like it. I like it a lot. Cool. Also, Wanted. That was when I first saw her back when I was a kid. When she was like. She made the bullets curve and all that stuff. That was awesome. That blew my mind oh, yeah, as a yeah. baby Johnny. I think she made a lot of people's bullets curve. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be little right, guy. little left. I, I think that was Angelina Jolie, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was right. Angelina Jolie. That's what I thought she you were talking about. She was in a similar about, yes. movie in... Oh, wait, that's right. It was Angelina Jolie. Well, she's on my list, too, so <laughs> that'll make sense. Sorry. Guys yeah. Don't take her. That's funny. I actually had her. I was going to take her next. Uh, so you took my pick, but that's okay. I'm going to go with Amy Poehler uh, from, you know, Parks and Rec. And, right. you know, and, you know, it's, you know, filling out my team with quality role players that, you know, fit our, that fit our scheme. That's really the goal here. So, um, and I think I get another pick, right? Um, mm-hmm. We're going to go with uh, Natalie Portman. We're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to have Ooh. our... Uh, person who bats third you know we have our two we have our uh, lead off and then second hitter and then we have our power hitter natalie portman i think she's beast you got star wars obviously and then real ones like black swan and then there's stuff like i like that she was like in the movie thor as like a main character and then like 
they pulled her out right away, like they because she didn't want to be in more Marvel movies. It was just really funny. So and now um, she's coming back for like the new Thor. She's gonna be like, Thor. It's just like what is <laughs> okay? She can do whatever she wants though. She's she's great. She's kind of like transcended at this point. So she's she's mm-hmm. a beast. Who's next? Angel- Angelina Jolie. There you go. <laughs> for once, Curve the bullet. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Also a Marvel, also a new Marvel uh, actress uh, from the Eternals. So that's why I got the the whole confusion thing. They're just both doing great. They're timeless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scarlett Joe and Angelina Jolie both curving bullets just around around <laughs> each other, curving bullets around each other's bodies. It's great. No, curving our bullets. Curving our bullets. Ooh. Wouldn't that be a movie? They... <laughs> That's great. All right. Um, my third pick, I got to go with Meryl Streep. Uh, I knew you were going to take it. I knew you were going to take it. I, I, I knew it. Yeah. I can't believe she dropped this far. Uh, she's just she's been she's been kind of the queen uh, of the of the roost, as it were, of of, uh, <laughs> of actresses for for a while. I feel like she, if you need somebody, especially as she's gotten older, to play the the elderly lead, um, she's been the go to because she just she just kills it. Um, my top movies of hers: Julia and Julia, where she plays a uh, Julia um, child. Phenomenal and uh, Devil Wears Prada, which is oh, she's, a great movie. Yeah, dude, come on, I'm stealing your picks, man. <sighs> God, <laughs> I knew it. I, I, I luckily had reserves. Uh, my number three is going to be Octavia Spencer. Uh, she is absolutely a phenomenal actress. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Ma, it is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But her character and her acting saves it. It's worth it. It's worth watching just because of her character. She plays the villain Ma, but she does it like to a T. Uh, and then my last one is going to be Anna Ferris, just because of the scary movie movies. She, I used to watch those nonstop growing up. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> she she just always cracked me up. I was just thinking of all the funny ones. So yeah, that's my four. All right, we're done, right? Or no? No, we gotta come. Got more gotta come back, man. Uh, yeah. My last pick. I can't believe she dropped this far, but I was hoping she would. Betty White, rest in peace, Betty White. R.I.P. Is she uh, an actress or is she a comedian? She's an actress. She was in Golden no, Girls. An actress. Yeah, she was in Golden she's Girls definitely for an actress. years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I, um, you know, she almost made it to a hundred, right? She was like ninety nine, and like just needed yeah, like a couple more weeks. Um, she was America's sweetheart for a long time. So rest in peace, Betty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I can't believe. Wait, has no one said? Well, I guess Johnny's got one more. Yeah, let Johnny. And I have go. one. More. I probably won't say yours. What's yours, Joe? Jennifer Aniston. Has that not been no. off the board yet? No, not yet. I'm still on there. Um, I'm going to stick with just a movie actresses since that's what I started with. So I'm going to go with Gal Gadot. Stick with oh, the super, so super woman uh, theme here. Wonder, Wonder woman. woman. No, like super woman. Like oh. the other three women that I mentioned, they're super woman. She is Wonder Woman though, but I mean, 
she had one of the only successful movies for uh, DC or whatever, and, and just anything she's in, it's, she kind of reminds me of like the Margot Robbie effect that no matter what she's kind of in, she's looking great and acting just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. All right, to round out the last pick of my squad, I'm going to stay on brand with Jenna Fisher, the actress nice. that plays Pam Beasley in The <laughs> Office. So, yeah, I mean, we've got Zoe Deschanel, Natalie Portman, Amy, Amy Poehler, and Jenna Fisher. So That's it's a great, pretty, great team. Pretty good team. Uh, we'll be a force to reckon with in the division for sure this year. Yeah, I should have <laughs> cheated the random draft and just put me first. I knew Nick was going to take some. <laughs> Dang it. Dude, Meryl Streep, I thought I was going to say it and everyone would be like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. Devil Wears Prada, I know it's a chick flick, but man. <laughs> and, and you know what? Special, special honorable mention, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Anne Hathaway is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. sure. Definitely. Yeah, she was in Devil Wears Prada. She played a mean cat woman. A lot of good ones. Julia there Roberts. Was, um, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Uh, Amy, Sandra Amy Bullock. Adams. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. J Law. Yeah. There's a ton. Almost too many. <laughs> no, I'm joking. All right. All right, guys. Thank you guys very much for listening, subscribing, following. Um, we do have the Hot Ones Challenge. We've got to find a weekend to deal with it or do it. Maybe this weekend. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But that will be a YouTube video coming soon. We'll have golf videos coming soon, hopefully, as long as the Chicago weather will stop snowing. Um, enjoy baseball about to start and summer's right around the corner so let's get there all together have a good weekend we'll see you next week have a good one